Hello and welcome to another episode of One Another Marriage with Dr. David and Teresa Mabry, where we seek to strengthen couples for greater satisfaction and impact on the world around you. Because this is the way we see it, that the stronger you are, the healthier you are as a couple, the more influence, positive influence you have on those that are immediately around you and beyond. So we're excited that you've joined us today again for some of you and for the first time for others. Welcome. Hi, everyone. We are glad that you are with us today. Hey, we, um, can you believe we're in August? I know we're still like, we're almost to the end. Does it feel like, does it feel like it's never going to end? No, I think for me, it feels like. Because you just said that, just, like, it's just began. No, I just, I feel like, I feel like with August, it's one of those months you just want to savor it. And mm. because you feel that end to kind of summer, but yeah. it is still summer. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't want to jump too far ahead. And so then you you want to savor it. But then like, I feel like I'm looking at our calendar and I'm like, good golly, where did the time go? We were just at August 1st and, and here we are. So. For me, for me, it's like weather dependent, which I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> a lot of other people are like this too. It's like yeah. the better the weather is because yeah. we've had some really beautiful mild days and mm-hmm. some super hot days, but mm-hmm. some mild days here in central Ohio. And yeah, it's those days that you're like, boy, drink it in. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Enjoy it while it's here, while it, it it is here. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Here we are in the middle of August. Here we are. You may be listening to this in the middle of December <laughs> for the first be. time. And you we're glad be. you have. In fact, if you are listening to this and it's in the middle of December, go to our Facebook page and said, say, hey, I'm listening to the August podcast for <laughs> the first time in the middle of December. It'll make you feel like summer. There you go. We'll give you a shout out. If you do that, we'll be like, we will. Hey, don't, don't fake it either. Cause I can imagine somebody going, Hey, I think I'm going to pull fast one on the Maybreeze. All right. Well, hi friends. We are, <laughs> hi, friends. hi friends. We are, um, we're excited about today because we are going to, today's episode, um, is going to be common phrases that healthy couples should have mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so these are just some ones that we have found helpful, not only to our marriage, but to the marriages that, um, that we are in community with that are a healthy marriage. And we, we watch, um, those spouses and how they communicate with each other. And these are just the ones that we kind of hear on a ongoing basis. So that is going to be the episode level, um, today, but before we begin with that, um, last week we did not share a puzzle because mm-hmm. we were doing our conversation starters mm-hmm. or the last uh, last podcast. And so today, um, though, we're back to sharing a puzzle. And if it's your first time with us, a puzzle, this is just a great way to, to increase um, your connection with each other um, where one of you can share a puzzle, um, something that's just causes you to kind of go, hmm, <laughs> wonder hmm. why that is. Hmm. hmm. And just, it can be about anything, but here's the thing. Puzzles should not be about your spouse or your partner. Um, so you mm-hmm. want to keep that away from them, but there's no solution to them. No need to solve them. The other person you're just listening kind of gives you a snapshot into the brain of your partner. So David, 
you yes. have the puzzle for today. I do. All I right. do. And I'm ready. try your best not to respond. And it's maybe a challenge for you uh, because you may share the same kind of puzzle. But this is what I'm puzzled by is that where you go, where places you go, where pens are available mm-hmm. and pens that you write with, right? Yes. And P-E-N-S, you, pens. And it, it's puzzling to me why pens continue to survive in a cup or location after they're no longer working properly. When ink, the mm. ink has run out, or even the clicker thing, if it's a clicker kind, or there's something wrong, that does, that puzzles me why, and I know it's it's part of me too, because I've had a, I have a kind of a, a pet peeve, would you call it a pet peeve? <laughs> yes, I was going to say. I love throwing pens away. Yes. I love it. I love when a pen doesn't work. I'm like, yes, I get to throw this one away because right. it does puzzle me why pens survive after. Because I've seen people use pens and I have no animosity towards people <laughs> who do this, by the way, but people who use a pen and it's clearly run out and they shake it, shake mm. it down or they, they do whatever strategy. I've seen some people like take a lighter and light the end of it before. I know, I don't know what that's all about, but I'm sure someone out there understands that. Who are you hanging around with that is setting a pen on fire? No, it doesn't set it on fire, but it kind of just, like, I don't know what it's supposed to do. See, you just said you don't know what it's supposed to do. But it's not to set it on fire. It's to warm up the tip of it so that it works properly. And then, um, but people that would have it not work, and then they turn around and put it into the, the container and pull out another one <laughs> or they put it back in that drawer or they put so or the back next, in their purse. Somebody else, yeah. Somebody okay. else is going to grab it yeah. and use that pen. And so my puzzle for today, honey is, um, why, why people don't throw away pens? Why there are so many useless pens that are out there mm-hmm. that, that, um, as you sit across from me holding a pen, is that a good one or a bad one? This is a good. This is actually one that I've had for a long time. It it, it is a prepare and rich pen. Oh wow! It does not have the little um, thingy on the side. What is that called? I say thingy. Um, That's real technical. But it's the the um, yeah. It's the little. Um, it's you, it's you, what you would use to clasp it to something, slide it along. What is the name? Yeah. Of the. Th- Thing now that's a puzzle. On the side of the pin that causes it to stay in one's the, pocket or yeah. to. It's the doohickey. The doohickey. Or it's the thingamajig. <laughs> thingamajig. I said, I said or thingy. Thingy. I don't know. Now that is a puzzle. What is the name of that little, like, yeah, well, clasp this, thing that you would slide it and. Attach? I've had this prepare and rich one, but hold on. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, you have had that Let's, for a while. Uh, Yep, still works. So still I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to throw it away. But if you uh, like, we're um, oh, yeah. we're recording next to my desk, and I guarantee that not one pen in my pen holder over there is um is not working. Every every one of them work. Every one of them work. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. A, I think I I think I heard a challenge in that. Mm-hmm. So when we're done with the podcast today, I'm going to pull out every single uh, writing utensil mm-hmm. pen that you have in mm-hmm. there. If I find one that is not working, I'm telling all the peeps next time we're recording. I challenge you. Okay, I challenge your challenge. (laughs) Challenge your challenge, bub. That's a a call out. That is a shout out to our children in an old show they used to watch that used to say, I challenge your challenge, it challenged my challenge. It's really silly, but it's... um, 
So I challenge your challenge. That's right. Okay. Well, hey, That's thanks for puzzle. that puzzle. Ladies and gentlemen, who else out there has that puzzle about pens, pens that you grab and that do not work? Well, I think there's a, I mean, I think there's a, probably a healthy amount of people that are like, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I mean, I know as, um, at, at the childcare center markers, we don't have pens as much, but markers. And so when kids grab a marker and they are trying to color with it and, it's pretty much dried up or it's not as vibrant of a color as what it used to be. Um, and so our rule always is if it's dried up, you can mm-hmm. take it and go throw it away. It gives them great satisfaction to get up and go and toss it into the trash can. Yeah, um, and which then, is a great idea. you know, I'm like, okay, we got that because otherwise I would probably have a whole bin of just yeah. like, you know, same principle applies. Yeah, just like crappy markers. So Mar- it's like markers, okay, yeah, markers that don't work. I would go. I remember teaching a class, uh, teaching classes for a local university, and I would walk in, and I would grab a um, mm, a dry mark, erase, dry erase marker, <laughs> yeah. and I would go to write with it, and yeah. not one of them. In fact, it, it would be, um, it would. I was gonna drive me crazy. It didn't drive me crazy. It was just a pet peeve that a marker dry erase marker will be sitting on the board like right like shelf there and the cap would be off of it yeah and who knows how long someone just used it and set it down yeah and then it's all dried up and useless and so i would throw it away i began taking my own markers to class it's true so that i knew that i always had um, a fresh one a fresh marker yeah. at all times but those are issues that i have well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, David has <laughs> issues. There we go. And probably an issue is, is that we have spent entirely way too much time on this uh, puzzle and discussion because I feel that both of us could head down that rabbit trail. I well, mean, I already threw in markers. Then you brought it to dry erase markers. I have the same thing. And even with my little kids, they know, mm-hmm. like... If you're using a marker, you put the cap back on because if you mm-hmm. don't, it dries out and then we have to throw it away. There you go. And if they abuse it so much that all of them are leaving them off, then then the solution is is that they mm-hmm. get no more markers. Well, you know what I say to that? So I say you're welcome, my friends. You're welcome. We there just you go. the Mabrys just did you all a favor. Go <laughs> clear out your pen collection, even now, your marker yeah. collection. Your well, because everybody has that junk drawer that has probably a load of yep. pencils, pens, markers. That's right. That's right. So. so here we go. Let's go to the substance of the podcast. The substance of the podcast. The substance of the podcast would be this, ladies and gentlemen, and that is we began thinking about common phrases that healthy couples use. Yeah. And we thought that it would be helpful because there's, for us, Almost almost thirty years of marriage that you and I have, we've we we use some phrases that we've learned. We did not have these early in our marriage, <laughs> right? And and it makes me think, though, honey, about how like I know that there are many couples out there that are listening that have only been married a short time, or you're you're not yet married. You're you're engaged, or right. you you just um or you're dating, you, or you're dating. Yeah. You're early in your relationship, and just think if you were to be able to pick up key phrases and the and most importantly the sentiment behind each yes. of the phrases if you were to pick that up early in your marriage or early in your relationship how much further will you be along especially if you make it a habit and these are phrases that we would say that you need to adopt for the life of your 
relationship in mm-hmm. which we are hoping that's a lifetime, you know, a healthy, vitalized, long-lasting relationship. So that's the the core of what we're sharing today. And we have a list of seven, and there may be more that you would add on. There are some that you would like to modify how we phrase it, which is absolutely fine. That's why we say the sentiment behind right. each phrase. Right. Okay. Well, you have the list there. I do. Dave. I'm going to spring the list. So, I'm, I'm the lead. I'm the lead on the list. David is going to be the lead on the list. Teresa's going to correct me as we go. All right. I don't. know. I'm not going <laughs> to. Why am I going to correct you? No, there's nothing to be corrected. But but we are going to. Um, you have the list in front of you. You're going to put the common phrase out there, and then mm-hmm. we're going to um, dialogue mm-hmm. about it. So. Here we go. Okay, so each phrase, by the way, um, hear us clearly. This is on a regular basis, not necessarily daily. Some of these will be daily. Some of these will be throughout the day. Some of these will be weekly, whatever. But this first one, we want to encourage that at least once a day, you turn to your partner and say, I love you. Yep, that's a good one. There we go. I love you. There you go. That's there, yours there, for today. There, there you go. I love you. There you That's go. Right. I love That's, you. If you all were to see Teresa Mabry's <laughs> face just now <laughs> when she said that, that cracked me up. I know. That's right. You're so sincere. I love it. I know. No, it is true. Yeah. Well, I, I love, love you. you. I love you, Teresa. Well, thank you. Thank you, hon. Yeah. Well, um, I think um, that is a phrase that you and I use on a regular basis if we're on the phone together. Yeah. So like I called you as I was leaving work today to mm-hmm. head home to ask you mm-hmm. um, to do something for me and a regular for each of us, um, even though, I mean, our phone call was maybe a minute. Yeah. I don't even know. It yeah. might have been just a minute long. We just got down to business. Yeah. Well, there was a simple request and um, mm-hmm. and, and we always end our phone messages with each other um, by saying, okay, mm-hmm. love you. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily say, I love you, but it's mm-hmm. like, love you, you know, and then the other person responds, and then we're like, okay, bye. You know what confuses so, me, though, is that, speaking of kind of way we communicate to each other, is that I haven't quite got down how to email you, like, e- <laughs> like response. It feels awkward to me to to finish an email to you. We rarely email one yeah, another, I was say, but there's not it's a... usually when I'm forwarding something right. or I'm like communicating. It's like- With the nature yeah. of the biz. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's, it's to the, our children as well. It's like love dad or, and for you, love David or, but it's like, it feels weird to sign an email off to you. Are mm-hmm. you okay with that? Yes, Right. Perfect. I'm glad. I'm, fine with I'm that. glad we had this conversation today. I'm I know sometimes when I have emailed the kids or or have forwarded you something or sent something to you, sometimes I find myself just saying as the ending, I'll just say like loves, yes. L-O-V-E-S, loves, mm-hmm. and that's it. I don't sign mom or Teresa or whatever. I just end it with yeah, loves. It's like my tagline. Well, because you know who it's from. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Next, next phrase. So, yes, I love you. I love you. Very important to say mm-hmm. and to be <laughs> to be meaningful when you say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I know I was joking earlier with it, but F- find the best time for you as a couple to say that. Some people, it's each morning as you are parting 
for work sure. or partying for the day. Sometimes it's at the very end of the the, the day. If Coming it's not home. multiple times, yeah. If multiple sometimes times, right. for some of you, it's meaningful for every ending of every conversation, like on the phone or mm-hmm. especially if you don't see each other during the day. Like many of you, we know that are working from home, you're around each other a lot more than than uh, what you may have been like two years ago um, or a year and a half previous, and so finding that time to be able to say it on a regular basis is is very important um the second fa- phrase let's mm-hmm. go to the second one so sure. these, out of the seven here's number two in no particular order in no particular order <laughs> but healthy couples on a regular basis say to one another i forgive you or will you forgive me mm-hmm. that is an important one yeah. yeah 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 i mean we have to be able to ask for forgiveness um, because I mean, we're going to be wrong. There's going to be mm-hmm. things that we do to each other that are going to be hurtful. And, um, and the, the best advice we could give you is to, to go ask for forgiveness and then <sighs> extend that forgiveness when necessary. Yes. And, but you have to get into the practice of doing it and it's not easy. It's not always easy to, to be the one to have to go say, Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I really messed up here. Will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. Um, but the more you practice it, the more muscle memory it becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just speaks life so much into marriages. Yeah. I mean, we got to be able to to forgive each other, to extend that forgiveness, and to ask for it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's a huge phrase mm-hmm. that we would definitely want our healthy couples should be practicing on a regular basis. So seeking and granting forgiveness is so important for every single couple. And both of those parts, seeking and granting, mm-hmm. and knowing the heart of your partner. Now, I I think we extend it just a little bit more and say, sometimes it's it's uh, it, it's small matters. Um, sometimes it's kind of medium level matters. Sometimes it's major. Sometimes right. couples deal with um, if there's infidelity or if there's... Um, a major uh, point of dishonesty, a major mm-hmm. point of dishonesty right. of um, there's been a hurt and pain that's been caused by one or the other. And there must be a point that you verbalize, I confess this. I see how this has hurt you. Will you forgive me? Uh, which And also including there, I, I will make every effort at not repeating that same thing. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to say, I forgive you. And then for the one granting forgiveness, actually saying, yes, that did hurt. That that was hurtful. And uh, thank you for saying what you did and I forgive you. So to, to go through that very deliberate process of seeking and granting forgiveness, but healthy couples do this. Now, right. hear us saying clearly too, healthy couples do not, not do things to cause the need for seeking and granting forgiveness. So healthy couples aren't absent of hurting one another right. in some way or another, a small, medium, or large, large ways. Uh, but there are times that, you know, you're, you're going to let your partner down and uh, to be able to say, Hey, I, it's maybe small matters come across more as ah, sorry about that. I, I dropped the ball and uh, I apologize. Uh, yeah. And it can even be just as simple as that. Yes. Right there, like just like how you said it, I think sometimes too many people get caught up in um, 
well, I'm not going to say it correctly or I have mm-hmm. to use a certain verbiage um, to, to get it across. But even just what you just shared there. Yeah. Just, yeah. hey, you know, I, I dropped the ball on this. Sorry. That, you know, will you forgive me? I mean, that's. Yeah, we're, and we're not big fans, by the way, of uh, seeking and granting forgiveness via text. Yeah. For, for medium size and large things, small matters, you may get away with that as a couple. Um, and we're, we're, we'll be like, okay, that's fine. Right. But f- for, if there's really been hurt and pain, don't, my friends don't do it via text. Yeah. You gotta be in person. And I'd say, uh, face, face the challenge. Don't skirt the looking someone in the eye and doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. Number Next three, mm-hmm. number three, uh, this phrase, you can, you can say this phrase in your own, use your own verbiage for this. <laughs> but for us, um, the phrase is, uh, healthy couples say, I hear you saying hmm. they, they, there's an expression of, so the sentiment behind this is there's an expression of active listening. Right. Now, if it's awkward for you or if you're not comfortable with kind of a way of saying, so I hear you saying this, 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 blah, blah, blah. But you may have a different way of doing it. Um, do, do I understand you to say this or that? It's it's the whole the sentiment behind it is that you are seeking to understand your partner, genuinely understand right. your partner. So the phrase we use is I hear you saying is, uh, and I'll catch myself, and you do this a lot with me as well. Is like, um, so is this what you're saying? Is this this understanding? And understand, there's no snarkiness behind that. There's no. So what you're saying is, it's no attitude behind it. It's, it's a genuine seeking to understand what your partner's saying. Right. Yeah, we actually had this um, recently because we were logistically going through some things that were going to be happening and um, there were going to be some moving pieces and parts because um, we were helping our daughter move into her new apartment. So mm-hmm. there, we were going to be picking up a truck. I was coming home from work. Our son, uh, one of our sons was coming to help. There was going to be, and I remember just, um, and that all took place just a few days ago. And so I remember kind of like listening to you, you were kind of taking the lead on some of that, but um, I I listened and then I remember saying like, okay, so I hear you saying, and I went through, I ticked through the list mm-hmm. and then you were kind of like, yep, that's it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Or, and we did have one correction that we kind of like made with each other, but mm-hmm. sometimes we, we catch ourselves with that correction, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, wait, no, let's do it this way or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to add in this. Mm-hmm. So it's very helpful, especially when you're, because we had a short amount of time to have that discussion, and I just needed to listen, hear what the plan was, mm-hmm. and then reiterate if I heard you correctly. Well, this is a, this is an antidote for uh, mind reading. Yeah, exactly. And, and my friends, your spouse cannot read your mind. What? Yeah, exactly. It's a shocker. I know. So your partner cannot read your mind, ladies and gentlemen. So don't assume. Make yeah. sure you get the straight story. But at the same time, don't look at your partner and say, um, okay, repeat back to me right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like a like an accusatory, I know you're not listening to me. Right. So that motherly, that's, uh, sorry moms to pick on you, but I that know. motherly or that parent like positioning that you take you may take with your spouse don't do it yep yeah you can just see it right there 
Oh yeah, smarty pants. Tell me what I said then. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Which that would drive me crazy. That's not I, I what would. we're uh, condoning or saying. But, um, but yeah, that um, that phrase right there. Good <clears throat> Lord, I don't even know how long we've used that, but it's been very helpful, especially like I mm-hmm. said when when we're going to have several different things happening or going on and there's especially with logistics or details it's just so helpful to be able to Mm -hmm. repeat back what you kind of hear so that Mm -hmm. you know the plan you got the plan yeah because friends how many times have you been and you and i Teresa, we've done this before where it's like no i heard you say this like after the fact and it becomes a little bit of a tense moment right Right. or even sometimes a lot of a tense moment for couples and for for us it's like no i heard you say um this or that Mm -hmm. it's like um or that's not my understanding that wasn't my understanding and it's so much easier to clear that up ahead of time and we are by no means perfect on this like we we have our moments where we look at each other and go that is not what that I is said. Not what happened. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. And I was just thinking that too. I was like, yeah, we definitely want to make sure that you understand, as listeners, this is not a we hit a hundred percent every single time that we engage in this type of mm-hmm. a phrase with each other. But once again, looking back at the sentiment with which you're trying to do it, and um, the practice of it. It can be one of those phrases that just really can speak into the health and vibrancy of your relationship because it allows for um, that active listening and just kind of like Mm -hmm. making sure that both parties have clearly uh, understood. And And when it doesn't happen that way, by all means, give grace. Good Lord. Yeah. And be patient with your, be, be patient with your spouse or your partner with their repeating back or their clarif- seeking of clarification. Seeking of clarification, Don't right. be impatient of like, like, I just said this, okay? Because once again, they are not your child. Please do not talk to them like you are their parent. So here we go. Number four. Next one. Next one would be, um, what would be, what would be most helpful to me would be the ability, so the phrase is, um, the ability, the ability to communicate to your partner what you want, um, what to be, that would be helpful mm-hmm. to accomplish. Like, this is how you could be helpful to me. Once again, a lot of these phrases have a lot to do with not, uh, not expecting mind reading or you should know this already. So it's what would be helpful to me today would be. Now, this is part of our our daily uh, communication tool called Love Step Goals, Mm -hmm. uh, which is to um, each day turn to your partner and the part of it would be um, uh, to serve one another. Right. This is how you can be of service to me today, to help me today, to be a helpmate, to be a partner in whatever we're accomplishing this day. Mm -hmm. This is so helpful. I I appreciate it because I, I appreciate it when you tell me like, cause I need, I need things be made very clear because I'm just gonna, sometimes I just put my head down and just do what I need to do for that day. Mm-hmm. And unless you tell me like, Hey, this would be, you know, can you accomplish this before I get home today? Or can you just, and it's super helpful to me for that clear communication. Like that about phone call I gave earlier. 
Oh yeah, that's right. You, right. You asked for me to get something started for lunch for you. I was here yeah. working in the office, and it helped you because you had worked an extra long day today. I had can't right, and I so was, you had your right. your lunch was push was pushed back. Right, and so it was helpful to you if I had lunch ready because you also had some timing issues and you need to click away mm-hmm. at it'd be it would have been super helpful and it was helpful to have lunch kind of there and ready right and i was available to do that because and I was, I was yes and today i was specific with you of hey can you go ahead and um give me you know go ahead and get my sweet baked sweet potato going or whatever so yeah um yeah and so that was a clear direction because i could have come home and then i could have been like ah like did he see what time it was and doesn't mm-hmm. he know I'm running in late and then we had something else. And so like, you know, yeah. for me to assume that mm-hmm. you would just automatically help me now on the counter of that is sometimes your spouse or your partner has gone ahead and done something for you that has been helpful. Therefore you should always be following up with a, Hey, you know what? Thanks for mm-hmm. going ahead and getting my lunch prepped. Or, yeah. or thank you so much for taking care of, you know, paying that bill. Um, and I'll make sure that the envelope makes it out to, um, to get into the mailbox. Yeah. Yes, people, there are still some bills that we pay that we mail in. <laughs> they are not just an auto pay um, put on there. I know that's like going by the wayside. They're probably like, what? We still use shekels. You guys use the United States Post Office? Yes, we do. Which that's a good um, puzzle there, too. It's like, I was thinking. Like, how much longer before the <laughs> post office is obsolete? Post office is obsolete. Yeah. T- well, it won't be obsolete as long as junk mail keeps coming. Oh, my Because I'm gosh. telling you what. Yeah. I'm we should track that. We should track how many pieces the, of junk mail we get? No, the number of days oh. in a row <laughs> that we have mail of, of Well, in, we got two today. Of mail of insignificance to us. Like we, we have, don't yes. we don't want advertisements. We don't if I want you, yep. I'll come find you. So as, we right. that's a business, right? So today in the mailbox when I came home and I walked down to get it, the two pieces of mail we had were exactly that. And where do they go, go instantly? Uh recycle bin. Our recycle bin is predominantly unwanted mail mm-hmm. delivered by the postal service. The, right. Nothing against hey, nothing those, against those, those postal right. workers out there that are listening. Uh, no offense. I'm well, just, they don't have anything to do with it. They're delivering well, it, but job. that doesn't mean that it's You've got a job. Right. Yeah. They're they're required to put it in everybody's thing anyway. I know. So here's the deal. Here we are. So no, yes. here's the deal. Then we should. I want to finish this thought. This oh. is very important. Okay. We should we should keep track and find out what the record is on the length of days because yes, while we do pay some bills and we do st- still get some bills via postal service, not many anymore. Right now, that tied yeah, into number five. Though, to say, but to say, make sure that you're saying, hey, you know what? Thanks for taking care of that for me, or thank mm-hmm. you for helping out, or like you know, yesterday. Um, you took care of mowing the lawn, and I remember saying to you, like, um, "Hey, babe, thanks for thanks for mowing the lawn. That was helpful um, yeah. to get it done." So, which I have to say, this—that's number five. Good job. You covered number five. We number one, I love you. Number two, I forgive you, and will and or will you forgive me? So, seeking and granting forgiveness. Number three is I hear you saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a, a, a seeking to understand. Uh, phrase. And then number four, we just finished was what would be most helpful to me today. And you did a great job of leading us to the next one, which is uh, healthy couples on a regular basis. 
use the phrase, I appreciate or thank you for on a regular basis. And in fact, research would show, we said this before, we just, and you know what, if we're broken record for you folks, keep, keep the record <laughs> going, keep it skipping because these are things that are so important to hear. So appreciate your partner, your spouse on a regular basis, say thank you. And you've summarized that well already. Make this part of your regular vocabulary. Recognize mm -hmm. the goodness that your partner brings to the table and how they're contributing to the partnership and to the family that you have. It's um, after a while when this is not done, um, individuals begin dying on the vine, right? right? That's that's food for the soul being being recognized. And, and you may say, you know, that's not like my love language or I don't need all those words of affirmation. I don't need that. But still, you need to know that you're an important part of your of the team of the team yeah so there you go so appreciations and what you are thankful for is number five mm -hmm. does that mean we're ready for number six it does number six here it goes the number six phrase that healthy couples use with one another is connected to that number four a little bit but let's broaden it a little bit so it would be on a regular basis couples uh individuals in a relationship turn to one another and say I want or I wish more or less of something. So they're able to be assertive mm. with their partner with what they want more or less of. So the phrase would be, hey, I want this or I wish for this. And they're not afraid to. Now, where we've where we've seen this recently just working with some couples and an easy, easy one is we notice we notice that there are many couples, not all, but many couples struggle with talking about areas of sexual intimacy. Right. And because it's, a, for some reason, even, well, for various reasons, that is beyond the scope of this podcast, especially today, is that in our culture, it is still yet a challenge even for couples who share everything, for individuals who share everything, who their most intimate things. And it's difficult for them to turn and look one another in the eye and have an open, honest conversation and even say what they want more or less of in their sexual relationship. And that's just an example that goes across for many parts of their relationship. But to be able to do this, and can we just encourage you for every aspect of your marriage to be able to turn to your partner and say what you want more or less of? And my friends, if your partner does that, if your spouse does that, please seek to understand. So they'll continue to do that. Healthy couples actually have partnership that will repeat back or listen or really want their partner to say what they want more or less of. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that was very well done there, babe. Very good. good job. Is, that, is that complete? Do you have anything to add to that? You, you're soaking that. You're soaking it in. Are you taking notes on this? I'm not taking notes on this, but no. But I was also thinking as you were sharing that, I was thinking about okay, what about the people out there? Because we could have some listeners right now that um, maybe maybe things aren't going so well, right, mm -hmm. with their marriage or relationship, and they know they need to make a change, but they're they might be listening to this and be like, oh my gosh, well, you know. They're that my my person's never going to say that back to me or whatever. Mm. So here's the encouragement: is that even if one of you starts using some of these phrases, um, a change will happen. And so it's like we go back to the 
the old adage, right? Doing the same thing over and over. Um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results, right? Yep. Yep. And so we could have some listeners that there's a real struggle happening um, in the relationship. And it could be that that one person is going to make that change. The person who's listening today is going to say, you know what, I'm going to start trying some of these. I'm mm-hmm. going to start saying, hey, you know, thanks so much for, you know, taking care of those dishes that I left in the sink. And the other, your partner may look at you kind of like you've got three heads. Let them look at you like like mm-hmm. you have three heads, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because eventually over time when we start injecting some of these things, even if, I, like I said, even if it's just the one side of you, your equation will change mm-hmm. um, because the outcome will be, will be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like with this one, it may... It may be hard for both people to grasp a hold of this or for the one person to go and say, hey, you know what um, we should be trying? We should say, I really like more of this or I really want less of this. Um, and the other person could be like, I'm not doing that. And so <laughs> so just be encouraged today if if it only is one of you that's attempting to try some of these um, different ways of communication. Mm-hmm. Right. And you you might be surprised mm-hmm. at the response of your mm-hmm. spouse or your partner mm-hmm. and that it really can flip the script. Yeah. So. Hey, it's an excellent reminder. Folks, remember this is that if you want to um, if you want to lose weight, for instance, um, start with just one thing you're doing differently in mm-hmm. your your daily diet. Like I'll just hey, my hands up. My the thing that would helps me the most is. Um, to, to cut out Starbucks that you know that syrupy, sugary mm-hmm. drinks kind of thing. Right. It's like the latte kind of drinks, right? And as soon as I cut those out, I notice a difference in my health. Mm-hmm. And now that doesn't mean I did a whole bunch of other stuff. At one point, it was giving up a daily ice cream. I loved Teresa can attest <laughs> to this. I used to have a bowl of ice cream almost every night, right? I just yeah, I you loved came from ice a cream. family that. Was an ice cream family. They ate oh, yeah. ice cream on a every regular night. basis, especially during the summer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so yeah, yeah, ice cream every night. And if you're if you aren't from a family like that, or if you're and you shake your head, just stop judging me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't do it anymore. We hear the judgment we coming hear, through. I can, I can sense the judgment, <laughs> but I'm telling you what, those were good times. But it really didn't make a difference in health. And yeah. so, um, cutting out certain things. Just do one thing right. in your relationship. If you're even if you're not super unhealthy in your relationship, maybe you're just kind of okay and mediocre. Do one thing, one right. thing. Uh, the final thing is number seven, and this is one thing that you can pick up if you're not already doing this, and that is couples that are healthy um, use the phrase they, they share with one another on a regular basis their high and low from their day and their week. Right. They share the principle behind it is that they share about their lives. Um, the, yeah. the everyday kind of mundane, kind of even boring things. But the one tool, and there are many out there, but one tool is share a high, low, high and low from your day. Mm-hmm. And so couples that do this on a regular basis uh, open up their lives. to right. It's like our puzzles, right? Right, exactly. Um, and once again, with a high-low concept, there's no uh, need to really respond um, in any particular way. You're just listening um, to your to mm-hmm. your partner. No need to solve anything. 
if their day was, if the low in their day was, you know, something happened at work or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, there's no need for you to help solve or fix that. It's Mm -hmm. just truly listening um, to what happened. And, and if your high is always, my high is uh, coming home to you. (laughs) <laughs> that that is great, but um, there there are going to have to be moments where you're going to have to dig a little deeper and be more specific about mm-hmm. something that's a high low. But yeah, we need to be able to just kind of like share, yeah. and and like we say, you don't have to do that one every single day, but it could be a high low from the week, mm-hmm. um, something that that you really loved that was great, and something that that you didn't like so much that wasn't great. And finally, with that, I'd encourage to make sure it's reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be no. don't don't be like like you share, yeah. and then you don't turn around and right. say, "Hey, can you share your high right. low as well?" Is it and and believe me, as as for some of you, when I say that, it feels real odd. Like, well, yeah, why wouldn't we both share? But some of you listening need to be reminded mm-hmm. that yes, share your high and low, or share your area, your puzzle or whatever, but make sure you turn and listen to your partner's high and low or puzzle or whatever it may be. Make sure that it's a mutually beneficial reciprocal relationship. Both of you are giving and receiving through these points of communication. So we hope that that's a helpful list for you today and that that's beneficial and that you apply it. We really hope the podcast overall is a value added to your marriage, your relationship today. Mm -hmm. So as we closed, as we do every single week is we have a verse of the day. So the verse of the week is? It is going to be um, Hebrews um, 3.13 says, but encourage one another daily as long as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Very nice. Encourage one another daily. Hebrews 3.13. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us this week. And just remember, as always, we want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share. And if you fill out, we'd really love it if you fill out a review, especially on Apple iTunes. Yeah, of course, we're found on so many platforms, but whatever platform you use, make sure you're rating, reviewing. If you're an Apple listener, make sure you write, write that review. And once again, to repeat, go back to hit that little button, that share button, and whether it's sharing via email, via social media, or direct um, a text message to a friend where you're copying and, and pasting. Let's When you do that, you're joining with us in pouring into other couples. We're joining together. We're doing this together of strengthening couples so they have greater satisfaction and impact on the world around them. Now, I'm telling you what, when you share, you're doing that second part, impact on the world around you. So I'm telling you what, there are a number of you out there that have been listening to us. Uh, we, we've got like 20 episodes in the can now. You've been listening to all, every single one of them. You are the top of the list to be able to turn and share with someone that you know so that others can be encouraged. And we thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. We hope that you have a wonderful week and we will talk to you again next Tuesday. All right. Bye-bye.